Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmond.edu. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. I received a text message from a church staff member uh, several days ago that I thought was interesting because I've been asked this several times. The question was this, hey, Dr. Moore, I have a question for you if you don't mind. Say you have a, a woman in your church who has become a believer, but she's terrified of baptism because of a, a situation in her past. He says, is there a and this is from a, a Baptist church that, that practices immersion. It says, is there another form of baptism that could be appropriate for her or maybe a partial uh, baptism that's there? And I thought that was interesting because I have had uh, people who have said to me before, what if you have someone who has a serious trauma uh, issue that's related to water? You sometimes will have people who have uh, survived drowning. You sometimes have people who have been abused uh, in, in various ways with water in their past, and there's a, a deep sense of, of anxiety and maybe even trauma when it comes to going down into the water and being unable to, to breathe. Now, I know that many people who uh, listen to this program are not Baptists as I am, so uh, you know, many of you are, are Anglicans or Presbyterians or Methodists or, or uh, various other things that practice other modes of, of baptism other than immersion. Well, first understand that when I speak of baptism, in terms of how I see baptism, I don't see immersion as just one of the ways that we do it. I see it as being of the essence of what baptism is. Uh, and you, you may disagree with me on that, and that's, that's fine. But I think that, as a colleague of mine said uh, years ago, uh, the question of various modes of baptism makes about as much sense as the question of various modes of circumcision. Transferring uh, what is happening in baptism actually turns it, in my view, into, into something else. Again, you may completely disagree with that, but this would still apply to you. I mean, uh, theoretically, you could have someone who has has a a traumatic sort of uh, reaction to pouring or sprinkling. Be harder to imagine, but but that certainly could be the case. So, what uh, should the response to that be? Well, my response to this particular text message was to say, you know, I don't know the situation. Uh, 
uh, that's that's going on here. So I can't diagnose it pastorally uh, in terms of what's happening with this particular woman. So, but I would want to make a, a clear distinction between someone who is uh, reluctant to be baptized because of a discomfort with water. I'm mean, having a lot of people like that. Uh, a lot of people who are you know, a little bit hydrophobic didn't want to be uh, baptized. I actually think that a little bit of hydrophobia is more appropriate for baptism than the people who just go bounding on into the the baptistry uh, and and bounding right on out because uh, the purpose of baptism is a sign, and the sign that Jesus is giving to us is of union with him in death, burial, and resurrection. And so water, picturing as it does throughout Scripture, both life and judgment. Think of the flood. Think of, of, of uh, the, the Red Sea. Think of the way that, that the Scripture speaks consistently of the sea and of water in terms of you know, Jonah trapped uh, within the, the great fish beneath the waters of the sea. Underneath the water, one cannot breathe, and underneath the water, one is completely dependent upon someone pulling him or her out. Well, that, that perfectly uh, signifies what it is that happens to us. We, we follow Christ, we're united with him, and like him, we go down beneath the, the judgment of God, we go down beneath uh, the, the waters of death, and we, we are pulled uh, forward uh, by uh, the voice of Christ himself. So I would want to distinguish between someone who's a little bit hydrophobic and somebody who has had a, a serious sort of trauma uh, that is there. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do anything that is going to uh, be unhealthy or destabilizing uh, to, to someone in a way that is going to have serious uh, consequences. Uh, so it may be that what I would do is to delay this until we have an opportunity to figure out what's going on with that person. Maybe you uh, would have some expert uh, psychiatric uh, sort of input as to whether or not someone is going to is ready or going to be able to go through with this. I mean, if you have trauma that's not been not been diagnosed or dealt with, then you want to deal with that. And so I would uh, treat this the same way I would uh, someone who has a physical uh, injury that would prevent that person uh, from being baptized. And so if there's a physical injury that would prevent someone from being immersed in water, well, my response would not be to say, well, let's sprinkle that person or pour water on that person, although yours may be, if that's what your your, uh, theology allows for. Mine doesn't. In the same way, someone who, you know, suppose there was someone who had a uh, a complete allergy uh, to, to water. I mean, I know that's not humanly possible. Let's just pretend that it is for a minute. I wouldn't want to replace baptismal water with, with sand. I, I don't think I have the authorization uh, to do that. Uh, so I might delay this. If there's a situation where it's completely impossible uh, for someone to be baptized without doing damage uh, to that person, well, then I might, uh, I might indefinitely uh, delay a baptism uh, for that person. I don't think Jesus expects us to harm people in order to to carry out uh, his great commission and and to follow him. And so in that case, 
where you, you really do have someone who just cannot be baptized, uh, well, I, I, would, I would see that as a thief on the cross uh, sort of situation where it's physically impossible to carry this sign out. That doesn't mean the sign's not important. Uh, commanded by Jesus, given to us, given to the, to the whole church. So not knowing the pastoral situation uh, there completely, I would say get some other people involved and uh, figure out what's, what's happening here and delay that baptism until you do. This is Russell Moore, and you've been listening to Signposts. This episode was brought to you in part by United We Pray. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to praying and thinking about racial strife, especially between Christians. Come join us in praying for the unity of God's people.